Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're going to talk some Vikings. We're going to talk about the two guys that just brought in really briefly, both of whom were Los Angeles Rams and honestly are nothing more than depth signings. We're going to talk about the potential of Hendon Hooker as a Minnesota Viking at pick number 23. And I'm going to tell you why it's absolutely ludicrous to pick him at that spot. And we're also going to talk about my latest mock draft, which released this morning on VikingsWire.com. And then we're going to do our own mock draft. Kick back. We're going to have a lot more coming here on The Real Forno Show. Welcome to The Real Forno Show. Managing editor of the USA Today's Vikings Wire. Betting and college football analysis for the Fantasy Points website. Publisher of Substack Run and Shooter. Host of The Good, The Bad. And the Hungi on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, as well as a founding member of Vikings First and Skull. Dave, let's have yes. some fun here tonight. Sure. Um, this is. I had a good vacation, but let me tell you, um, all I could think about was work. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I missed doing this. Um, I missed writing consistently. And it boy, is it great to be back. Um, I wish I was a little more coherent, but the red eye absolutely zapped me of any and all energy. But I am here, and we are going to have some fun. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Been busy, busy, busy. Um, but, you know, it, it's been a fun few days. Missed doing the show, though. Oh. Uh, Thought about hopping on myself. I probably should have. But, hey, it is what it is. I saw that uh, seafood 
uh, steam bake thing you had last oh. night that looked absolutely fantastic. Make makes me hungry. Oh, it, I had never done a seafood boil before, Dave. Um, that was one of the greatest things I've ever done in my life. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, you're just chewing on my chair. Okay, well, that's not anything that will kill you. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I'd never done a seafood boil, and I, we were driving down in Phoenix, where my sister-in-law lives, and I gr- drive by this restaurant called the angry crab shack so i when i get back to the apartment i tell my wife i'm like hey i saw this spot called the angry crab shack we should go there for dinner she's like oh i've been there they do these seafood boils i'm like well i guess i know what we're doing (laughs) and it was it was awesome um it was expensive i think we spent and 130 bucks between the two (coughs) sorry between the two of us on the seafood boil but wow it delivered. Um, so you get like it, it. So they put everything in a bag, they close it, and then they put it in another bag, and then they drop it in a uh, like a vat of boiling water, mm-hmm. and they boil the whole thing together. So we had ours done in a trio of sauces. It was they called it the trifecta. It was lemon, pepper, Cajun, and garlic, and it was awesome. Some corn and dewy sausage, king crab snow crab um head off shrimp um it just and uh, two lobster tails it was great wow 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 sounds great anyways we got football to talk about absolutely let's touch on the signings from today um brandon powell it the only reason most vikings fans will know him is when the rams came to u.s bank stadium on december 26 2021 he returned a punt for a touchdown against us i know him because he went to the university of florida he was thought to be like more of a gadget kind of guy. And that's kind of how he was used. Um, they Florida had this thing where they tried to utilize guys like Percy Harvin after Percy Harvin left. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I mean, they still kind of do that, but nobody was ever Percy Harvin except for Kadarius Tony. He was the closest thing they ever had to actually having Harvin. Um, Powell, he's a very capable returner. He's capable in gadgets. But one thing that with Powell, um, I don't know if he's actually going to win a job. Um, Rager has got a fully guaranteed contract. Um, and that's $2.4 million bucks. So if you cut him, you're on the hook for it. So at that point, you might as well just keep him and try and see if you can squeeze any life out of him. <clears throat> well, it still then, gives us depth. We're always good with having depth because you know that that position – is ripe for injury. So, oh yeah, it is a hundred percent ripe for injury. And then, speaking of, we also signed linebacker Troy Reader. I'll be honest; I don't really know anything about him other than the people I've talked to. Is he's kind of a depth guy. Um, and <clears throat> Thomas, don't worry; we're going to talk about Hendon Hooker. I have a lot of thoughts on Hendon Hooker, um, but the Vikings continue to add depth and to me Dave what the depth means is signaling that they're trying to fill holes so they can just take the best football player available and not be pigeonholed into oh I have to do this or I have to do that I have to take a corner at 23 and oh, there fuck. with your lights hopefully it didn't um, electrocute Oli No he just unplugged something Which- the the linebacker I read is a very good special teamer. Yes, he does play depth and he has started snaps at linebacker. 
um, during mm-hmm. normal play, but he is a very good special teamer. So <clears throat> that's a depth piece. And having good special yeah. teams and good special teamers is always a plus for the Vikings. They were good at it last mm-hmm. year. If they get even better, that helps. <clears throat> it helps in that uh, avail- uh, the ability to switch the field for to your advantage. No, it 100% does, Dave. Um, I like the idea of continuing to bring in guys that you're familiar with as far as depth pieces because you at least know what they're going to do. And you're not going to be, hey, I'm bringing this guy in. Oh, I hope he can do this. Now, I know Reader's going to be able to do this and be a special teamer for this team. Now, is he going to be the same player? That's that's the only question you really have, but you're not going to be going in blind like, oh, I've never worked with this guy before. I've never been in the same building as him. Um, O'Connell already knows all about Reader. Bless you, Odie. Um, if you guys are new to the channel, one, welcome. Two, um, my wife is almost always at work while we record these shows, and I have a nine-month-old French bulldog puppy who hasn't seen me in a week and is <laughs> very, very needy today. And uh, we just got up from a nap, and now, of course, he wants to play because he's a silly boy. So um, if you are new, thank you very much for joining. If you are returning, I see a few returners in the chat. Thank you very much for continuing with us over here on Vikings First and School. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and comment. Um, after the shows, I always jump into the comments and make sure I interact with you guys, and I know Dave does the same. We are trying to build something really special here that we were continuing when we were at Climbing the Pocket, but this is going to give us a whole new avenue. I am setting up a lot, Dave, a lot of interviews, and you and I have already been talking about that earlier today. We are going to be doing our normal Monday night show. Dave is going to be doing his normal Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon show, depending on the time of year, and we are going to be going live at a lot of different times. Now, here's what that's going to mean. It's going to mean that you're going to get bonus content from us. It's also going to mean... That you don't have to join live. It's We're just going to go live when we have the people available to have conversations with. And the best part is if it's at 1 o'clock Central Time, you don't, you work till 5, you can flip that sucker on at 6 and you're ready to go. And you can just have some fun. We're going to be bringing some of the best in the NFL draft space on. We're going to be bringing some local people. Um, I already have a, a couple of really big wigs that we have um, soft agreements with. Um, later this week. Uh, sorry, next week I'm going to be having um, th- this one is new, Dave. Um, his name is Cole Thompson. He is a college football writer for Sports Illustrated. And he also covers the Texans for Sports Illustrated. He is a man of many talents. And we're going to have a lot of conversations with him. And then the biggest one if, if you had math class, you copied off of him. His name is Luke Braun. He hosts Lockdown Vikings. I've talked to, about him many times. We're going to be talking to him at one o'clock Central Time on Friday afternoon. We're going to be going in-depth with cornerbacks, a position that I have watched a lot of guys, and Luke has watched a good amount. We're going to talk about the top guys, what this system entails, and how we should attack that position to continue to round out our roster. So we have a lot of really fun stuff coming, and I know Dave and Darren, with how they like to dive in-depth with a lot of Viking-centric stuff, it's going to be a perfect complement to what I have going here on The Real Porno Show. We're going to continue to make this the number one destination for you any of your audio and visual content in terms of Minnesota Vikings to pair with the best written content in the Minnesota Vikings at vikingswire.com. Make sure you stick around. We're going to have some fun here. And as Odie is chewing on my index toe, 
thinking, oh, this is a bone, Dad. I'm hungry. I should have just fed you, but I ran out of time. Um, you get your dinner after the show. Um, so please, like, hit like, subscribe, comment. Um, let us know who you would like um, us to bring in for an interview so we can have those conversations. And we will do our best to get in touch and make that happen. Dave, we have a good amount to talk about today. We're gonna we're just going to go until we're done with stuff. Um, it's probably going to take about an hour like it usually does. Um, but first, got to talk about Hendon Hooker, Dave. Um, Hendon Hooker is the, the quarterback from the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, he, I think it was 32 touchdowns, three interceptions this year. Um, and Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network had him going, Odie, can you, for the love of God, stop <laughs> eating me. <sighs> Daniel Jeremiah had the Vikings selecting him at 23. Mm-hmm. Is what you were about to say? Yes. And the question is, should they? No, absolutely not. And I apologize for swearing. No, it would be a disaster. If you take Hendon Hooker at 23, and this is a real argument I heard from somebody I have a lot of respect for, and I'm not going to mention the name because it is like I don't want to be that guy, but I want to address this comment. Well, if you don't take Hooker, who are you going to take? You're just going to miss out on everybody, and there's a huge drop-off. But... That's how you ended up with Christian Ponder at pick number 12. You took the last guy, not because he was the guy, because he was a guy and you needed one. You can't you can't approach the draft that way. I don't think Hendon Hooker is a starting caliber quarterback in the National Football League. And it's not like he's 20 years old, where you could spend three years with him, and all of a sudden he's 23, and he hasn't even come close to entering his prime yet. This is a guy who should already be in his prime at 25. And... You have a long way to go. Like this, it, there's the old adage: you cannot teach an old dog new tricks. And I'm not saying that Hooker doesn't have the capability to learn, to grow, to become better, and to be a true starting quarterback in the National Football League. I don't see the path because I haven't seen enough on film to show me that this guy has has shown the aptitude to be able to grow and adapt in the ways that are necessary. For him to be a really good quarterback in the National Football League. Um, Dave, how much do you know about Hendon Hooker? I know that he's a prolific runner. Uh, he comes from a system that isn't conducive <laughs> to pro-style play. That he isn't, that once he starts to move and feel pressure out of the pocket, he keeps his eyes down and looks to run. He does not continue mm-hmm. to look up for open receivers. <clears throat> now, he didn't have a good surrounding cast around him at Tennessee. They basically sucked. But um, do I want him there? I know he's going to be 25 or is a 25 already. He is recovering from an ACL uh, injury, and he will, won't be able to play for the majority of the year, even if we did draft him. He is not a threat to Kirk Cousins, which in a way depends how you look on it. Is it good for Kirk or it's bad for us? I have no idea. Um, but at, as old as he is, because he's one of those COVID guys, These this last couple of sets of years and probably in the next year, when COVID hit, we're getting these guys that stayed in college longer. And you're hoping that, once they're in college, their skills improve longer, longer, longer. 
Well, if he had these skills coming out at 20, 21, 22 years old, all right, you have time <clears throat> to hopefully develop, and he's still young. Uh, a lot of guys are still growing. You know, some guys stop in their late teens. Other guys still grow till their early 20s sometimes. But he's already past that. So that's not happening. It's If we got him in the seventh, yeah, it'd be a great draft pick. I just – I don't know if – I think taking him in the first round would be a massive, massive reach. And mm-hmm. I don't know that it would pay off. It would be one of those super, super duper long shots for a guy that, to me, may develop into a decent backup at best. But so that's me. Let, let's address this, Dave. Um, Richard B has as a um, as an interesting question, guys. Don't forget, if you have questions throughout the show, throw them in the comments. We will look at them and we will try to answer them as we continue talking. I I agree that you know, when Richard wouldn't burn a first on Hooker, but the age thing, what's the big deal? If he's the guy, he's good for nine to ten years. In theory, you're right. But I want to counter with this, Richard, because at a certain point, you're kind of done developing, and there is you're at your ceiling. And that's usually right before you hit your prime. The kinds of things that Hendon Hooker should already have down – he should be able to utilize progressions. He should be able to have his mechanics down, um, and his mechanics are so wonky. So he does this thing where he like it's like a jump set. So he jumps, flips his hips, and crashes his feet down. And when he does that, then all he's doing is staring down a target. And then he throws it, and he barely moves his feet. His his body's kind of wonky, and he's not accurate. Um, the ball gets there and it ends up make it ends up being caught more often than not. But it's if you are drafting a guy that you need to develop progressions with, he's got to be able to execute the quick game. He's got to be able to execute slants, screens, all that stuff with a, a very high level of consistency. You're 25 years old. You've been playing the position forever. I need to be able to see that. I have not seen that. And that scares me. You're asking a guy to come in and learn so many nuances of the position at an age where that should already be down. So you're taking a guy that's not fully developed or even close to fully developed. That's where the age factor comes in. Now, if let's say CJ Stroud was 25, don't care. That guy can step in day one and lead your football team. And by the end of year two, he's probably a Pro Bowl level starter. But it's about where you're starting. Where you're starting in the NFL, where are your skills now? Hooker is not even close to where he should be at the age of 25. And how much development he needs to go through, to me, is scary. And I want no part of it. And we're going to continue to have that conversation here, Richard. So I appreciate the question. Um, Dave mentioned the gimmicky offense. So if you remember the old school Oilers and the Falcons from the early 1990s running the run and shoot, where you're running, it's a super heavy passing attack and you're running a lot of like option routes. Now the Vikings run option routes too, but every route in the run and shoot was an option route. Odie, enough. <laughs> All right. Um, Dave, hold on to the people for a second. I'm going to have to go get Odie something to keep him calm. Okay. Well, it is, they, they play a very wide system. 
And from what I've read and heard, he is not good at progressions. Yes, he can do screens. Under, uh, with zero pressure, his passing completion rate was very good, even though he did not have quality receivers. However, once he got under pressure, it just tanked. Now, most quarterbacks are that way. But can you go from that sort of run and shoot or the extra wide run and shoot and then go to an NFL-style offense, particularly the ones that Kevin O'Connell prefers to run? Now, if you had an option offense like in Baltimore, maybe, yes. But in Minnesota, that's not sort of the type of offense we like to run. So would it be good? I, I don't know. Um, give him a doogie downer. Um, he's got a doggy downer. It's called, um, a piece of plastic from one of his toys to chew on. Ah, okay. Right. Um, now my question is <coughs> these guys stayed in longer in college because of COVID they had the opportunity, but none of them hooker in particular d- decided to come out early. Like other players do, they wanted to stay there and develop and hopefully have a chance to win. That in itself is a possible red flag. You know, some quarterbacks need it. I got that. You know, they need that chance to start. But it doesn't seem wise. And I don't know if it fits in the Vikings, what they're looking for, you know the traits that they're looking for in a quarterback. So I'm not worried about it. It was, you know, Jeremy Fowler or whoever it was that wrote that. And I'm just, mm, sorry. I don't think it's going to happen. I think we'd be disappointed in round one if we took Hooker. Yeah. Now, my question is, who buys a Hooker jersey for their favorite girls? (laughs) <laughs> nobody um yeah so the pr issue aside with his last name being hooker um let's here's the interesting thing so you did have a lot of guys stay because of covid john michael schmidt stayed for his sixth year Hendon hooker did not stay an extra year because of covid he was in college for five years he just happened to enter college at the age of 20 um so it wasn't quite as simple as that. Like he's okay. just old. Um, and I think that's, that's something that needs to be thought about. It's, it's not like he's been around for six years. He's just, he's just an old dude. And as I was kind of talking about before, um, Mr. Odie boy decided to just be a, a little turd. Um, the fear and shoot, you're doing a lot of run and shoot passing concepts. And, but it's all, Simple run and shoot passing concepts where it's one read. You're looking at something pre-snap and determining it. And this is something that I talked about with Sam Howell last year. He does a lot of his work pre-snap and he doesn't do much of it post-snap because he sees, oh, the safety's here, so this guy's going to be open. Um, and that's kind of what this offense is. And then they combine elements of the veer. Um, if you you remember the veer with like Nebraska? Oh yes, Oklahoma I played the 90s, against the veer, eighties and nineties. But this is like a. It's He's a souped up version out of the shotgun. It's a it's similar to the wishbone or the T. It's a it's an option run option style of offense where you have backs crashing and it's 
show the ball, pull the ball, show the ball, pull the ball, hand off the ball, pitch the ball, whatever your whatever the whatever you see opens up is how dictates to the quarterback what he does. Devere is the same way. It's just it's set up a little bit different than the wishbone, but it's the same basic concepts. And it worked back yeah. in the seventies, eighties. God, that was a dominant offense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, defenses figured out how to shut it down. Yeah, it's because of all these different things that they do, Dave. It's and they also utilize a lot of spacing. So with the NFL, you only have nine yard wide hash marks. It's just not that wide. In college football, it's more than double that. It's it's like it's either eighteen or twenty yards. And if you have the ball like on the far left hash, it makes that left side really narrow. And you have all this space on the right. And you know what they do? They put all of their receivers on the other side of the numbers. So you have this like twenty yard alley between the inside receiver and the tackle. So that that's what we're looking at here, Dave. We are looking at a an offense that just maximizes space and gets advantageous matchups. And Josh Heupel's brilliant at maximizing it. Problem is, when you're talking about a projection with Hendon Hooker, all of his production is schemed up. Very little of it is because of him being a really good football player. It's basically like you sit me down with the video game with all the cheat codes on, and I just have to go through the level. That's kind of what Hendon Hooker is doing, and he's not utilizing full progressions. He's not doing – like, he can make the deep throw, and he's good at it, but he doesn't have any kind of special arm talent. If He's either running or passing. He's not scrambling to throw the football. The second he starts running, it's all run. He's not trying to throw the ball, and that's a problem especially in the NFL when you need to be able to do some of those things. Like I am a hundred percent out on Hendon Hooker. And if the Vikings take him, I, I will hope that Kevin O'Connell and Quasio Fomenta know what they're doing, but I'm going to be honest. I'm going to bury the hell out of the pick because I don't get it. You're looking at a guy who just does not have it. And yeah, but what round him to. would he be acceptable? He's going to go in the top 50. Oh, that's crazy. NFL, it's, it's it. To me, it's insane. Now, I've heard he's absolutely crushed the pre-jet process. He was getting rave reviews from everybody I talked to down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. But the big thing, though, Dave, I don't like. It's great that you're a nice guy and you you're mentally sound with a lot of different things on the football field. I have a lot of questions about how mentally sound you are because I, I have not seen you work progressions and I haven't seen you do anything other than be a one read. Oh, and if that read's not there, I just need to run. Like that is your second read. So I'm I'm out. I'm a hundred percent out. And I, I've already gotten some backlash about it. I wrote a, a fourteen hundred words about it for zone coverage that came out this morning. I highly recommend you go take a look. But I, I see I see so much bad faith. Like oh no, Hooker's the guy, and like talking about like oh Anthony Richardson sucks, and it's like at, at a certain point, all you're doing is trolling me. Like you're not even trying to have a genuine conversation and like just watch the tape. You can't tell me that Hendon Hooker translates better as an NFL quarterback than Anthony well, Richardson. You just can't do it. 
Richard B. asks, if QB isn't in the first, what's the play? We didn't say QB wasn't in the first. We said Hooker's not in the first. Yeah. I, I'm 100% out of hand in Hooker in round one. I, I just am. Uh, Odie. And it, it depends how the board falls, Dave. and it very well be. Got more of them. May well be best player available with the team strategy yeah. of picking up all this depth so far in free agency. Mm-hmm. They may be building it up so they can select anybody they want. And that, believe it or not, is a good strategy. So if the Vikings don't take – if the top four are gone by the time the Vikings pick, and listen, you, I think you need to put it in the back of your mind if Will Levis falls into the teens, the Vikings are going to trade up and go get him. I think – that's just something that you need to keep in the back of your mind. There's a connection there. Um, now, I think Will Levis is Kirk Cousins with a much bigger arm. They have so many of the similar issues in terms of how they deal with pressure and how they're so bad at handling it at times, and they just kind of collapse. But they're great in the quick game. And, but Will Levis has made a few throws that are like Josh Allen, like it's just insane what he can do. And if you believe that you have the quarterback, Richard, and I think by the tone of your comment, you may disagree. If you think you have the guy, you just pay it. You pay the price. You go, you go get it. Because the city did with Mahomes. If you think he's the guy, you go get him, and you worry about the cost later. Now, obviously, you don't want to give up literally everything, but if you go from 23 to 10, it's probably 87 in your first-round pick next year, maybe a day-two pick next year, too, as well. Or, sorry, day three. Okay, if he ends up being your quarterback for 15 years, who cares? That's cheap. I'll take it. Um, It's... It's a tough it's a tough sell though, it really is, because you don't want to give up that much draft capital. But this is a long term play. And unless Lamar did. Jackson's in the cards, which I don't believe it is, like you gotta find a quarterback. Um if they don't get one in round one, and let's say they go receiver, which is what I had them doing my latest mock draft, then you see if you f- have a guy on day two that you identify that you really like and you believe can be the guy. The two guys that I would uh, target are Clayton Toon, Jaron Hall. And maybe Jake Hayner, but I think his ceiling or his upside potential is lower, but his floor is significantly higher. Um, then you, you take that chance. But it's not always as simple as, hey, you need a quarterback. You have to take one. You have to take a guy you believe in. That's number one. Um, and if there isn't one, then you punt it till next year and you try and figure it out again. It's a sucky strategy, Dave, but you have to. You don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they put themselves in their this position. It's so. <clears throat> All right, let's we'll touch on out. my mock draft. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No This episode is made possible by PWC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PWC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Yeah. God. Odie, why do you have to shoe on everything, buddy? He wants to get on camera. Richard says, tell us about Toon. Okay. You, if you can hear the sweet boy, say hi, Odie. Hey, hey, buddy. He's becoming a He's my big boy. Yeah. Yes. All right. Clayton Toon um, played quarterback at the University of Houston, played in the run and shoot, the actual run and shoot, not, not what uh, Josh Heupel runs. Um, so it's very air raid heavy. You're, us- you're utilizing progressions. You're utilizing reads. Um, he can make things happen off platform. He's accurate. He's got a good arm. He doesn't always make the best decisions. And his ball placement can be iffy at times. But when he's been on, he's been really good. I thought Houston had a chance to be an, like a dark horse playoff team after finishing 13-1. and one. Um, Sorry, they were 13-2. and two. Or were they twelve and two? Well, they they were very very good in twenty twenty one, but they just lost a little too much on defense and couldn't keep that up. Plus, they lost running back Alden McCaskill to a torn ACL in uh, fall camp. That's never good. Um, but I like what Tune has to offer. Um, we'll talk more about those quarterbacks here as the draft process goes on, right, Odie? You're finally being a good boy because you're sitting on dad's lap. Um, but let's, Dave, let's delve into my mock draft and then we're going to run a simulation of our own. Um, my latest mock draft, uh, I did two rounds. Um, and yes, Bob, I want a mock two and we're going to do that. Um, biggest thing from my mock draft, Dave, is I had the Vikings going wide receiver. At 23rd overall, we took Quentin Johnston wide receiver from TCU. We talked a lot about Johnston on this show, and um, Jackson Smith and Jigma ran a 4-5-3 at his pro day, um, verified by multiple scouts. He's probably going to be the first guy taken. Don't be shocked if it's at 12 to the Texans. One thing I like about Johnston, he is a guy you can play with right away, and then over time you can expect him to grow and develop. You don't have to have him be a stud right now. He just has to be capable. In those three wide receiver sets, he's your X. You put Osborne in the slot, let Jefferson do a bunch of um, weird stuff. Just give Johnson screens, run him on mesh, dagger, get him crossing routes. Let him utilize his speed and his big frame to win. And then you can also send him deep. He's going to learn nuance. He's going to learn how to separate his routes better. Odie, don't lick the microphone, you goober. <laughs> I um, wondered what that noise was. Yeah, it was just Odie boy. He missed me. We, I was apart from him for a full week, and I spent almost every waking minute with him. So, 
It was a rough one. But when you look at all those things, Dave, um, there's a lot that to like about Johnson, and that's why I ended up want, uh, picking him for the Minnesota Vikings at 23. I think the single most singular important position is quarterback of the future. You have to figure out that what that is, whether it's Kirk Cousins, whether it's a young guy. I think that's more important. Second is wide receiver, too. Uh, Richard, he's not a tight end. That, that's what makes it really cool. He is, he's six, uh, almost 6'3", 208, and he plays like a wide receiver, but his blocking also shows a lot of effort and a lot of skill. But he's a, he's a wide receiver. He's a deep threat. And I think we're going to like him if he ends up here. Um, I'm a big fan of Johnson. He is my wide receiver one. I actually, on my board, I have him ranked over a guy like, like Will Anderson um, because I like him that much. And I came out with more questions than I thought about Anderson, which surprised me. But that's a conversation for another day. Um, oh, good news, Dave. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure a few of our people care. Carl Anthony Towns is back for the Wolves tonight. He's been out for the better part of four months with a calf injury. So that's huge. Um, but we're, we are running out of time here on the show, Dave. And I think you know what that means. It's mock time. Yeah. Welcome to the Real Forno Show. There we go. So much for the skip. I hit the wrong button. All right. We have it up on the screen. Perfect. We'll select the Minnesota Vikings. Let's see. How many rounds? Uh, let's let's do the full five because the Vikings have picks in the fifth round. Um, okay. Just a heads up, Dave. This is this is the old screen. We are no longer with climbing the pocket. Ah, I need to change that. Thank you for letting me know. Oh, that's what I'm here for. Right, Odie boy? Yeah. He's a big boy. I can do this. <laughs> I can do this. He's in. Okay, can I trust you? Right, we're going to put you down, bud. It's good, puppy. But this is good, Odie. Are you ready to start? Yeah, let's start, man. Let's Let's... Pick for the Minnesota Vikings. Richard's got a good one. A wide, tight receiver. I like <laughs> that. That's funny. Um, Dave, I'm struggling to see the board here. Um, looks like we have Kalijah Cansey, Brian Brisset, Miles Murphy. It, it, it It's just blurry on my end. It's, oh. Well, like you said, Kalijah Cansey, Brian Breezy. Miles Murphy, Anton Harrison, Zay Flowers, Michael Meyer, Will Donovan, Josh Downs, Dewand Jones, Tanner McKee, Felix Anudike, Anudike. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Mozzie Smith, BJ Ojolari. Emmanuel Forbes, Diane Henley, 
Cam Smith. I think we've gone down Osiris Tor Torrance at guard. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so I think let's go a different route here than we have been doing in the past. Um, Dave, let's take defensive lineman Brian Brousset, uh out of Clemson. Um, he's at the top of the board, and he is one of the top 20 recruits ever, according to 24-7 Sports, the recruiting service. Brisset has dealt with a shoulder injury and a torn ACL already in his career, mm -hmm. but he's, in, he's big, he's physical, he's athletic, he's violent in the trenches, and he can do a lot of different things while being a true disruptor. The Vikings have a stout, a solid defensive line. Nobody scares you. Nobody scares you. Um, and I think that's a problem. I think defensive line is a sneaky need for this team. Um, oh, um, here's something new. Um. Vikings agreed to a two-year extension with C.J. Ham, Dave. Yes, I said it in the beginning. They did. Now, I missed that. How do I get out of this screen to see who's available? No kidding. Uh, I love PFF. Well, they're doing the final stages of beta testing for the draft network. Hopefully Good. that'll be back. All right. We got Tanner McGee. Uh, McKee available in the third round. QB Stanford, Garrett Williams, okay. CB Syracuse. If uh, we pick Garrett Williams, I know exactly who to get on the show. We have uh, Carl Brooks, Edge, Bowling Green. And let me get this bigger for people to see. Boom, 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 boom. We have Nick Herbig, Edge, Wisconsin. Treveus Hodges Tomlinson, cornerback TCU. Jamie Robinson, safety Florida. Michael Wilson, wide receiver Stanford. Dwayne McBride, halfback UAB. Dorian Williams, linebacker Tulane. Tank Bigsby, halfback Auburn. Moro Ojomo, defensive interior, Texas. Isaiah McGuire, Edge, Missouri. KJ Henry, Edge, Clemson. Jalon Jones, cornerback, Texas A&M, Aggies. All right. I think I know where we're going to go here, and we're going to go a little bit of a different route. All the way back up at the top, Dave, you mentioned – Garrett Williams from Syracuse. I really like Garrett Williams. Um, he did tear his ACL in October this year, so how much you're going to get out of him year one is going to be a question. But as a third-round pick, you hope he doesn't have to play in year one and you can learn behind some of these guys. And I think that's that would be an ideal scenario 
hole for him. I love how physical he is at the catch point. He's got the athleticism to be able to keep up and stay in phase with receivers. You can play him off man or in zone, or you can play him in press. Like you can do a lot with Garrett Williams. And I think he would be a nice fit with what the Minnesota Vikings are trying to build in their secondary. And he wouldn't have to be forced to play right away. And I think that's a massive draw. So Garrett Williams, he will be the pick. Looks good. All right, so we are now at 119. So one of the things that's interesting about Vikings picks, and I'm going to be following this until I'm proven otherwise. All right, Odie, I don't trust you. Um, Kwesi only took guys from Power 5 conferences. He did not take guys from lower-level conferences. He just didn't. And there's something to that. Um, There are teams that subscribe to it. Odie... I can't trust this dog at all today, Dave. It's well, he missed you. He or... wants to spend time with you. That's that I, happens. All right, I you have you. Uh, and the reason for Power good. Five is they have the competition. They're facing a higher level of competition. There's less mm-hmm. of a disparity mm-hmm. of where how you're projecting somebody than if you take somebody from a Division two school. That looks to be great, but you don't know because they were playing guys that were not of the right size, strength, or quality. So there is a method to that. Now, hopefully in the future we will see him take flyers on that, especially when it comes to undrafted free agents, because you can find an occasional gem that way. But mm-hmm. Here we go. Uh, Dwayne McBride, halfback UAB, Moro Ojomo, Defensive interior, Texas, KJ Henry, Edge, Clemson. We have Kobe Turner, defensive interior, Wake Forest, Deuce Vaughn, halfback, Kansas State, Jaden Reed, wide receiver, Michigan State. Let's, uh, Dave, let's stop here. Let's take Jaden Reed. Um, Reed is a dynamic. He's a dynamic receiver. He's been um, the talk of the draft community for the last few days. He's a very good football player. <laughs> Odie has found a box and a bag that he wants to bark at. So this will be very fun to finish up the show. Um, listen, uh, Reed can do a he can do a little bit of everything, as you can hear Odie doing zoomies. <laughs> that means dogs yeah, are happy missed. when they do the zoomies. He missed me. And I missed him a lot. He's he's my little buddy. Um, but Reed can be a speed demon on the outside. He's also great at special teams. The new assistant special teams coordinator was a big reason why Jaden Reed had punt return success at Michigan State. So it's something to keep an eye on. Um, we have one pick left, um, and that is in the fifth round. Um, Yasir Abdullah, Edge, Louisville. I have not gotten to him yet, and I'm going to. Viami. Fehoko, I don't think will be on the really on the Vikings radar because he is not from a Power Five school. Um, let's keep scrolling down here, there, Dave. Um, Ronnie Hickman, safety, Ohio State. Jalen Marino Cropper, who I absolutely love, but pro- also probably won't be on the Vikings board. Um, 
Yaya Diaby. Let's stop there. We're going to take Yaya Diaby. He is a bigger edge. Think Everson Griffin, five technique. He is like 6'3", 270. But the guy ran incredibly well. Like, had a similar, like, 10-yard split to, like, cornerbacks and receivers. And his explosiveness and power really showed up on film. And I'm honestly surprised he's still available. Um, I, I'm expecting him to go um, midday, too, because of the profile that he offers at that size. Ooh, and the, the, the versatility. I think the versatility of being able to slide inside on pass rush downs. Um, and then you can have Hunter and Zadarius Smith on the outside or Marcus Davenport as well. I think that's going to be a really nice fit for the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm honestly a pretty big fan of what he can bring and especially bring early on. They gave us a grade today. Not bad. Not we got bad an at all. All right. That's perfect. Are you, you happy with Dave? that? I'm happy with that. Um, I think I, I think we're going to be focusing in on main probably wide receiver, cornerback, and quarterback in the first round. But getting a guy like Brisset is something you don't necessarily want to say no to. <laughs> so it, the Vikings are really going to probably try and go best player available. And Brisset is a guy that's likely going to be close to falling out of the first round after – Many thought he was a top 10 guy early on in the process, but that, that happens sometimes and like it is what it is, but that is our show here today. Um, Thank you very much for tuning in on a special night um, because I was down in Arizona. We will be back for our normal night on Monday. We also be available anytime uh, breaking news happens. Um, We'll probably end up talking about the CJ ham contract extension. Once we know more details, Sounds like it's probably going to be to lower the cap hit, and it's. Um, we'll see w- what that looks like on the back end. I think it's weird that they're extending CJ Ham, but it's probably for like a lot less than the extension he got was with Rick Spielman. So it's a couple years. They're play. moving money for a purpose. I. It wouldn't shock me if it was a receiver. At this point, I think it would shock me if it was Lamar Jackson, but I'm still hoping. We're going to manifest that one. Doogie um, said yesterday he's inquired and there is no smoke there. Nobody's interested. Yeah. That was just a, basically Jeremy Fowler speaking off of the cuff that he thought it'd be a good fit. And it started the rumor mill going wild. But mm-hmm. Doogie says there's nothing there to that rumor. Yeah. And it, 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 yes. Would it be nice to have Lamar highlight reels? Every week, it'd be futter and shit. But boy, would that cost a lot of money when you got a lot of money going out for JJ and you will for the tackles because you know Darisaw will probably set the the standard by the time he gets his. It's just – and that left tackle money was just blown up. It's going to be rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 honestly going to be interesting. The biggest um, question I'm, is, why didn't we draft him before? We should have drafted him. And then all the heartache would have gone away. 
Think yeah, about it. Man. If we would have drafted him, not signed Kirk Cousins, the guaranteed contract Kirk Cousins has set in motion more guaranteed contracts, which he's asking for now. Um, if that didn't happen, the whole what if, the alternate universe stuff, if the Vikings hadn't done signed Kirk Cousins and instead drafted Lamar Jackson. Uh, what if, Dave? What if? I would have loved Lamar Jackson. He was my my quarterback two that year behind Baker Mayfield, and Josh Allen was at three. And I, even though Mayfield has kind of had a wonky career, I still feel pretty good about that one, two, three. Um, this is something that I wish the Vikings would have done, but they never would have. R- Richard, Odie looks like the dog from the X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Um, at the end of the day, like – it stinks that we don't have Lamar, but we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. All right. The plan is, folks, long format shows, the real Forno, and two old bloggers. Everything in between will generally be five to 15 minutes. You guys like that? We like that. Um, you're going to have that. There will be an exceptions. Like Friday at 1 o'clock when we interview Luke Braun, we have no idea how long that's going to last. We'll take it as long as it needs to. I don't know if Luke's going to bring his beans with him. But we will have some fun on Friday. And then, of course, those shows, Dave, as I've been having conversations, bring those people on. I've been saying anywhere between 15 and 60 minutes to be both respectful of their time and also to continue a great conversation because I don't want to put a limit on it. Right. Unless we have to, because a great conversation can go 15 minutes. It can can go three hours. We're not going to go three hours, but you understand my point. (laughs) We're just going to we're going to have a great conversation. We're going to talk about everything that we want to, and then we're going to, and then we're going to uh, continue on with our day, and we're going to continue to drive home the great content here on Vikings First and Skull. We're already almost to 250 subscribers after just nine days. We cannot thank you enough for being so great and helping us out and continuing to grow this this baby that out we the, have right now. The podcast thing, we've already got it going out on. Spotify, but we didn't have figure out how to get it out on all the other aggregators. Is this a completely new feed? Tomorrow. This is a completely new feed then, Dave? Okay. Yes, it's completely brand new feed. That's the issue. It's a brand new feed. So sounds good. With that, what do we say? Skull Vikings. Thanks everybody for watching. Skull Vikings! Like, subscribe, and ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community that we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show. Skull, everyone!